Have you been? Are you on Santa's good list? Or are you on Santa's naughty list? Because I can tell you where our listeners are. Like geographically, or like which list? No, I can tell you which list. Yeah, oh, geographically, okay. that would be creepy. Yeah, that would be. Jay, yeah. what list are our listeners on? Well, they are definitely on the nice list, John, because they love our podcast and they listen to us all the time. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. We got a bonus episode. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear. They didn't ask us. Isn't that that's so exciting, Jay? What are we going to be talking about? He's a mean one. He's green. He's nasty. He's like a rotting banana peel. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Bless you. Yes. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a beloved classic. Not just any Grinch, because there's like 50 of them now. But we've, you know what? Actually, pause that. Did you know that they're this year they came out with a musical? The How the Grinch Stole Christmas musical. Was it one of those just like over the top live on NBC musicals like they did for The Sound of Music? No, it was a legit play in London, of all things. Hmm. Did not watch it, had no desire to, because why? At the same, At the same time, Jay, not having any desire to watch something and then watching something can turn out for the better... For instance, we, in in this episode, are going to be addressing the 2000, the year 2000 classic How the Grinch Stole Christmas live action starring Jim Carrey, which for years I avoided somewhat passively calling myself a Grinch purist, only watching the original animated classic. Which I don't blame you at all, because I'm the same way. I love... My original Grinch, we watch it every year on Christmas Eve. That's Christmas tradition. But I will say, the Jim Carrey version, this being the 20th anniversary, we had to do something with it. Absolutely. And so we had to watch it this year. You got to watch it for the very first time. So welcome to the year 2000. Uh, It's been a great time. You know, I just came out of my Y2K bunker. I have all this canned food I don't know what to do with. Um, what are other dated 2000s references? Uh, something about a hanging Chad. I feel like I need to reference that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Got him. Oh, got him. That's absolutely a got him. I love this movie. As, as with other movies we have discussed, and as I just referenced, I had never seen this movie before. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear what you thought about it. Um, go ahead and give our viewers a synopsis. Uh, it's the Grinch you're probably familiar with the story. But I will say, just a a really, really quick TLDR, which it's a child's picture book. It's not too long. Didn't read. Just read it. The Grinch is uh, a miser, I feel like is an applicable word. A miser. Uh, I've never heard it referred to that way, but that's perfect. Yeah. So he lives on a mountain with his dog, Max, overlooking Whoville. And Whoville is a marvelous little place where they celebrate Christmas almost as much as like Halloween Town from Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> celebrates Halloween. 
Yeah. It's like, like, if you think yeah. about it, that's where Jack steals Christmas from, is Whoville. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where all the Hallmark movies are written, is right there in Whoville. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's now headcanon for me that Jack went to Whoville to steal Christmas, and you can't convince me otherwise, even <laughs> though it is flawed. I know it's flawed. Um, the Grinch hates Christmas. He absolutely abhors it. So what he does, he goes down, and he steals all the presents. He thinks it's just about the presents. There's no real meaning behind it. So when he gets back up to his mountain, and he hears they're still celebrating, he has this incredible cardiac event where his... <laughs> where his heart grows three sizes he returns the presence he becomes a welcome member of society and then it ends that is how i remember the beloved animated classic of the grinch and he he himself the grinch carved the roast beast so jay why don't you take us away with the with your take on the 2000 classic how the grinch stole christmas how does it compare, contrast, to the original animated? Okay. Uh, well, for the most part, it's a lot the same. Same basic plot is still there. There is a very grumpy green guy who lives up in the mountains on the top of Mount Crumpet. And he does not like the Who's. For the most part, nobody really knows why until this movie. Because this movie takes that whole concept of whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's. And they take that whole concept and they say, let's explore that and find out why he doesn't like Christmas. And so that, to me, separates this movie apart the most from all the other takes that we've had, even the one that I don't like to mention with Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, that's one thing that they don't take. They take it a step further. And so I really appreciate that. And so we get to see flashbacks. Because little Cindy Lou, who plays a much bigger role in this movie, is curious and wants to know why. Why does the Grinch hate Christmas? There's got to be a reason. And so she explores it and finds out that the Grinch was very much neglected and abused as a child. Uh, especially during the Christmas season. He fell in love with a fellow who in class. Which, deep down, she actually admired him as well, but was, I think, under peer pressure, wouldn't accept those feelings. Oh, I see a finger if, in the air. Yes, sir. You in the front. Do you have a question? I do. If I may, I would like to interject. It's not so much that he was neglected, because the women who adopted him, I do feel like loved him as they knew how. Yeah, that's true. I, yes, the, you're the right. Direct, the direct conflict comes from being bullied in elementary school yes by the now mayor of whoville and so he they even the uh the adopted mothers of this who say yes we like he came home this one day from school and his whole attitude towards christmas changed 
And so Martha May, no, Martha, Martha May Huvier got it. She, he fell in love with her and he came home and was like, oh, Martha, and starts making this Christmas gift for her. Well, at the same time, just the day before, he had been bullied in class and they were talking about how he's nine years old and he has a beard. And so he decides he's going to try to shave. Well, of course, a nine-year-old shaving is not going to go very well. And he nicks up his face really good. And so they make, he finally comes back to school with the gift. He's going to give it to Martha. And the kids in the class make fun of the gift. And they make fun of his quote-unquote hack job that he did on his face. And he just loses it. And he throws the tree, and he's so upset about everything going on. And, yeah, that's why he hates Christmas. That's, like, one of the main reasons. And then from that moment in elementary school, he abandons Whoville. He goes to live on Mount Crumpet and somehow acquires a dog. <laughs> yeah, um, at some point. Is, it's, it's never addressed how how he came to acquire Max, and also how the Who women he lived with never went to look for him. <laughs> That's true. That was they one never of, that was that one of my big takeaways, yeah. which gives credence to your neglect theory from earlier, because he he's a small child living on a mountain by himself. And what? nobody thinks to go look for him. Yeah. So, ordinarily... I'm very suspect of taking prior stories, whether they're written or even radio stories or or TV shows or movies, and expounding on them um, later in their in their lifespan. I looked it up. The original Grinch is 26 minutes long. And right. This movie is 104 minutes long. Just... So there's there's 78 minutes difference. Yeah. Or precisely three times as much this movie is four times longer look at john the math whiz over here yeah i know it's (laughs) it's simple simple uh mathematics there and i think they did it very well they did short of i'm so happy to hear you say that (laughs) short of one incredibly heavy-handed forced musical number uh with a child actress who has no business singing a musical number this movie it's it's very very good and it's a beloved classic that's what's so great about it and but it's funny because when you um look at the reviews like on rotten tomatoes for example it has a horrible review on rotten tomatoes but it's one of those that's just a beloved classic and people just accept it for what it is i feel like all right so so first of all we need to finish the synopsis okay Um, yes the synopsis is Present day, the Grinch sneaks back into Whoville. He sabotages the post office, which is hilarious given, um, you know, the state of our country and and postal services in general. Um, Shipping is just kind of a nightmare. And now we see why, because the Grinch has messed with the post (laughs) office, UPS, FedEx, you name it. He's delaying our packages. (laughs) And um, while he's in there, Cindy Lou Who sees him realizes you know maybe he's not all that bad goes up to the mountain to invite him to christmas 
and then he he's invited to Christmas. He comes down to the ceremony. Um, he's force fed a lot of food. <laughs> The fudge, the pudding, <laughs> the pudding. He's in a he's in a sack race uh, with other with with children, and he's incredibly he's hilariously competitive. Like he's pushing children aside to win this race, yelling in their and faces then, once he's won. <laughs> and then the mayor, who we already established was the childhood childhood bully, gifts him a razor, and not just any razor. The razor from all those years ago when he tried to take care of his nine-year-old beard and he it flips that switch again. He destroys Christmas and he makes the decision in that moment. He says, I'm going to wait for the fat man to come and then I'm going to come right after him. Boy, does he. Somehow he creates... Uh, let's call it Anakin's pod racer to bridge the gap between some of the other things we've talked about. <laughs> That's right. And he creates it not overnight in like four hours. He creates this rocket propelled sled out of things in his, in his house, which is low key kind of terrifying. Um, which it's also like, worth pointing out that in that moment, that um, the classic Grinch song from the original animated movie is sung by Jim Carrey, I might add. I didn't know that. He sang that entire song and altered his voice so that it it sounded funny and kind of sounded like different people were singing it. It was actually Jim Carrey the whole time. I would not have thought that. So then he is, he's ultimately successful. He steals Christmas. And then, Jay, could you, could you guess what happens after he steals Christmas? He gets away with it. And nobody gets any gifts. Uh, if not for those meddling kids and that dog. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They, um, he takes away all their gifts. And he's like, oh, I know what's going to happen. The Who's are going to wake up and they're going to start crying. But of course, what happens? The Who's wake up and at first they are upset, but then they all start deciding, you know what? I'm kind of glad that the Grinch stole all our stuff because we were relying on it way too much. And so they all start singing without any presence at all. And of course, the Grinch hears it. I, honestly, I could quote this entire book because I've read it so many times. <laughs> Sorry that you could quote this. You could quote this what? The book. I could quote the book. Okay. Not the movie, but I could quote the book. Which, I mean, you know, obviously they quote the book in this movie as well. Which, is, hilariously, Jim Carrey will quote, and then he'll get upset because he's speaking in rhyme. It's very, it's enjoyably meta. Yes. To talk, like, he, he gets frustrated at the narration because he's like, again with the rhymes. Because he's like... At the end, he's like, how could it be so? It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. You you get the gist of it, though. It's a Dr. Seuss book. Dr. Seuss was incredibly inventive with his rhymes. He was. So they add that facet to the Jim Carrey Grinch of hating the rhymes because they're whimsical, and the Grinch hates whimsy. Starts realizing that... Maybe Christmas perhaps doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas means a little bit more. 
It's so not after. It's not about oh, go, the stuff. And so after that, he decides, you know what? No, let's see. No, Cindy Lou. That's right. I forgot. Cindy Lou's there. That's the difference. As as he makes that decision to save Christmas, he sees the the rocket sled full of all the gifts and all the decorations. It's descending. It's it's not descending yet. It's dangerously on the precipice of falling into the dump where the Who's throw all of their garbage. And then he's racing up to it, and he sees Cindy Lou on top of it, and he has that added motivation to save her. And you know he will, because it's a children's movie. And then he does. He saves Cindy Lou, he saves the toys, he saves the decorations. After stealing Christmas, the Grinch saves Christmas. And he has the same incredible cardiac event, where his heart grows, like... This has always bothered, well, not always bothered me, but since I've been an adult, that bit of the Grinch story has always bothered me. (laughs) Because if your heart grows that rapidly, that much, you're dead. The Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. That is an, that's a massive cardiac event. Like, (laughs) there's no coming back from that. He's DOA. (laughs) Yeah, he is. But yeah, he, um... Yeah, it, I liked that tie-in, too, because it wasn't that he was just saving the presents and was like, oh, you know what, you guys deserve the presents. Like, at first, he starts saving it because he's like, you know what, I need to take this stuff back down. And then he even says, like, it's about to fall off, and he's like, oh, well, it's just presents, right? Like, it doesn't matter. But then Cindy Lou is on top of it all, and is like, I, nobody should be alone on Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my heart. And so he, or he might be, oh, my heart. Um, but he, (laughs) (laughs) he pulls, pulls Cindy Lou out or pulls the whole sleigh rather, picks it up, turns it around. They all go down, give all the presents back. And then of course we never see what happens to the mayor. I assume he's still there, but he he gets the girl back. The Grinch Which gets the girl. Grinch gets the girl. What an ending. <laughs> and then I love the part where he laughs like right in the face of the mayor. And then he's like, cheer up, dude. It's Christmas. But uh, yeah, that's um, th- those were the differences. Now, what were some things that you just really loved about the the movie as a whole? As a whole, like did any was... or or did, were there any scenes in particular that you were like, "This is really good." I really enjoyed. So we we talked about it a little bit. I thought they added incredible context as to what made the Grinch be the way he is. I feel like that adds a whole lot of depth to that character. Um, I feel like Jim Carrey was really good. He was because this is the year two thousand. It's before you know. CG animation and mocap had really taken off. So he sat in a makeup chair for who knows how many hours a day. Two hours to put it on, to that's put it all lot, on, and that's an a hour lot less to than take I was it expecting, off. To be honest. Yeah. But, and, and his face is mostly painted, and he has, I don't know how much the listeners know about Jim Carrey, but one of the things to know about him as an actor is he has an incredibly dynamic face. And I say dynamic in the sense that he he can convey... He would have been a great silent film actor. Yes. Not, not because he's a bad actor now, but because he can convey 
emotion and tell stories without needing words. And he can he can get so much of that done in expression. And that really comes across with his Grinch character because he adds menace where there needs to be menace. And he adds, you know, thoughtfulness later in the movie when the, the gears start turning. So I think Jim Carrey is... This is probably one of his better performances. I agree with you there, 100%. Uh, he went through so much to make this movie... Um, like I said, the makeup took to put on took two to two and a half hours. It took an hour to take off. So that was days upon days of him having to go through that. And the thing was, is the suit itself was made of a material that did not breathe. So he felt very trapped in this suit. And he had to spend so much time in it that he started complaining about feeling claustrophobic. And feeling like he couldn't escape, that he couldn't get out. And so they actually, this is true story. They had to bring in CIA to teach him how to control himself under torture. And so he was taught like how to meditate, how to take his mind off of different things. And most importantly, they said that one of the best things he can do in those moments is to smoke. And so he said he took up smoking during the course of this movie. And so he said there's like he said he wishes that there were uh, camera footage of him sit, you know, sitting around the stage and stuff. And you would see the Grinch smoking because he he said he was smoking, smoking all the time because it took his mind off of it and helped him calm down. Yeah. I'm just I'm just imagining that scene. Right. (laughs) So he's sitting on the soundstage as the Grinch with his with his Marlboros, because the Grinch only smokes branded cigarettes in my mind, and Cindy Lou walks up to him, and they just have this innocent conversation, but he's still in character, so he's just like, eh, what do you want? Scram, kid. And he's just like, still with the cigarette, he just like, flicks it off to the side, he's like, what's kids these days? That would be, that would be absolutely incredible. But yeah, Jim Carrey existed somewhere. He made this movie for sure, and a lot. Uh, also, from what I've read, a lot of his lines and stuff were all things that he made up on the spot. A lot of his stuff. In fact, the scene. There's one scene in particular where uh, they, you know, the Grinch decides to make Dog uh, Max one of his reindeer, and so he puts him puts a horn on his head and puts a red nose on his face. And it's like, okay, you're Rudolph. And he like, he puts on a hat and he tells him exactly what he wants to do. And then he sits down and he says, action. Max knocks the nose off of his face. And the Grinch is like, brilliant. It's like, your nose represents commercialism and you're knocking it off because you don't care about that. Why didn't I think of that? That was all, he did that all himself on the side, making fun of Ron Howard, who directed this movie. Oh, no. And so Ron Howard saw it, and he loved it so much that he decided to keep it in the movie. What a guy. Yeah. I feel like most directors don't react that way when the star of the movie makes fun of them to their face. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So there's there's little things like that throughout the movie that, um, you know, little details. Uh, in fact, I didn't get to look this up but I uh, or, or confirm it, but I read somewhere that at the very end... Cindy Lou gives Max a plate of green eggs and ham 
was that, not paying attention, but I want that to be true. I'll I want it that. to be true as well, but I haven't gone back to confirm that. Uh, da, 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 da. Like I've tried to look up the scene on YouTube, but I couldn't find it. It's. I mean, it. We we streamed it on Disney Plus actually. Oh, I didn't realize it was on Disney Plus. See, we watched it. We have the DVD, so with commentary, as you as you do. Um, so with this with this special bonus. Uh, holiday episode we want to get to our ranking we want to to wish you all happy holidays and then we're gonna let you let you get to the rest of the festivities you have going so jay do you want to try and come up with a creative scale to rank this movie or do you just want a one to ten it oh my gosh let's see you rank it on like a scale of jim carrey movies um, <laughs> I haven't seen enough of movies where he was the star to have a representative scale. Or I was thinking rep of having it on a Christmas movie scale. Oh, Christmas movie on scale. A, on a scale of Home Alone three being the bottom. Oh yes. To per- personally, personally, I have Die Hard, but you can make the argument for so put your top Christmas movie at the top of your list, whether it be a Christmas story or um, Christmas Carol or, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. Pick your Christmas movie. Have that be the top of the list. Okay. So, Jay, what is what is at the top of your list? Ooh, okay. Well, this is... It, I, it's going to be very close to the top, but my top movie, Christmas movie, for me is It's a Wonderful Life. I love everything about that movie. I'm going to put it at... Because right below It's a Wonderful Life, I would probably have the Santa Claus. And then, honestly, I would put the Grinch right after that. So okay. I would give it an 8 out of 10 if that was a number scale. So for me, um, on a scale of Home Alone 3 to Die Hard, or on a more traditional scale, on a sc- from Home Alone 3 to The Muppet Christmas Carol, um, I would I would rank it Home Alone 2. Okay. It's a very, very good... I could see families having this as their holiday tradition. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you know, something else, and, and sorry to interrupt you. This movie has aged very well. Deceptively well. Like, this is a movie that they're going to be able to show, like, another 20 years from now, and it's really not going to feel any different. Than what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Because the, you know, it's not like they, you know, it doesn't take place in the real world. It's a fantasy world. And they build it very well so that you understand the, the dynamics of how this world exists. It's very self-contained. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was, that's what I was looking for. That's the word. <laughs> self-contained. Also, it's worth noting that Anthony Hopkins narrated the whole thing. Yeah, it took us until about the th- third mo- no it was the it was the second monologue because that's when the 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 early credits were going the credits at the beginning of the movie when they were going we, we were sitting there thinking we were like we all know who this voice is we think i think it was it was my wife actually she was like is that anthony hopkins and as soon as she said hopkins his name went across the screen and we're all just like yep <laughs> yeah it is that's anthony hopkins <laughs> yes yes you are right in all of you together, had you never seen this movie? 
I believe I was the only one who had not. Oh, okay. The so this was our we've been I've mentioned before. I would say probably nine out of ten Tuesdays, so ninety percent of the Tuesdays since like June. Um, we've gone and seen movies with our friends, and we we watched it with them, just the four of us. We actually watched it at their house this time, and we had a we had an evening of it. We had hot cocoa, and actually we had hot cocoa cookies. Oh, nice! They yes, were like those are delicious. Ha- like half baked, and then you put marshmallows on them, and you finish baking them. Yep, they were remarkable. Mm. And we had those, and we watched the movie, and we just kind of reminisced on on the year, um, kind of like you and I did in in a previous episode. Right. Just try to try to reset that focus and be like, this was a rough year, um, but there were still some good things, and you know that's really where I wanted to leave that. It was it was really nice to leave that on those terms. So as we're as we're winding down here, Jay, do you have any holiday wishes? for our beloved listeners who may be listening to us before or even on the way to, to interact with family for holidays. Definitely. That definitely. Yes. Um, you know, this year has been very hard as we mentioned in our previous episode, it has been very hard. Uh, but this is the season to focus on family and yes, you may not be able to be with your family in person, but do not neglect being able to call them over the phone, maybe being able to do a video call with them. Uh, that's what this season is all about. Uh, and exactly as we learn from the Grinch, it's not about the stuff we get, but it's the people that we spend it with. So uh, don't forget that. That's, it. that's all I got. To follow up with that, this is a, it's a season for gift giving, um, regardless of what culture or religion or whatever... Um, practices you may find yourself with um thank you for giving us the gift of your time um it's something that we hope to have never taken advantage of and you know thank you for accepting the gift of our content which we hope to keep giving the first and third and fifth mondays of every month thank you so much just like john said a second that you guys are great um you guys are a gift to us listening to to what we talk about we enjoy it we hope you enjoy it too um guys have a great christmas a happy holiday uh whatever s- celebration it is that you do i hope you make it a great one and uh remember the true meaning of it all but that is pretty much it for us that finishes out the year the year look at that our next new episode will be in 2021 yes it will 2020 is on the books. It's done. <laughs> What'd you say? It's like like a week and a half. Yeah. I know. Whew. Man. 2021. So far away. Not. It's like it's like Kermit always says, time is fun when you're having flies. That's <laughs> yes. So we'll see you in just a few weeks. Uh, 2021. Let's make it a good one. Uh, looking forward to the content we're going to cover there. And uh, that's about it. John, you got anything else? Uh, not a whole lot, except for the standard ending of you know where to find us but in case you don't you can find us on facebook.com slash they didn't ask us if you would like to generate some conversation with us there really get that vibe going for 2021 i would say we're all ears but it's a social media so we're all fingers you can email us directly you can go to they didn't ask us at gmail.com you can find the show on instagram now that one's gonna be that one's gonna be jay 
Uh, the rest of them, I think, are are mutual. We have access to. So that's going to be at They Didn't Ask Us, right? That's right. Okay. And then um, Jay's personal Instagram, you can find at the nerd is underscore in. For me, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at jmuller8332. Jay, did I, did I miss any of them? That's it. That is a wrap. We are done. We are done with 2020, but I'm wiping my hands of this. I'm ready to see what 2021 has to bring for the pod, for my family, for life in general. I'm so excited for Me what too. The, for, for the potential this has. Me too. Let's make it a good one. And until then, nerd out.